We be live. Hello, everybody. Hi, Anna. Hi, Armin. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just chilling, you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, do you mind telling people that why you might have to leave, uh, you know, randomly at some point so that in case it happens, people know? Yeah. Uh, so I live in Israel and the war is still ongoing. And there have been some explosions earlier today. Like I've mm -hmm. heard several uh, in my city as well. So if I just randomly leave, it's because there is a siren or explosion or something like this. And I hope it won't happen, but uh, it might happen. So we never know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just as soon as there's any siren sound or explosion sound, don't need to tell us that where you're leaving. Now we know while you're leaving so just run out and go wherever it's safe that you need to okay so thank you for that mm -hmm. um and and yeah guys by the way if you guys have any questions from anna about israel about the war right now yeah so is that okay if people like maybe use super chats in on the chat if they ask yeah, you any questions would you be able to ask of okay, course so i, I would you, love to you. hear their questions yeah Sweet. And I see people are in the chat. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I see Braze. I see Spacilla. I see Troel. I see Diana. I see Zaid from Jordan. I see Seed. Eddie. Soha is here. Hi, everybody. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So let's get started. I have a few videos that I want us to go over today. This is the first one. Again, these I got these from the YouTube channel. Smile, Smile to Jenna, which is an Islamic channel, Islamic Dawa YouTube channel. Um, and we'll see. So he's responding so from some to some videos from Israel, from Israeli soldiers. So this is an Israeli soldier uh, who just made a video and she posted it. And this Muslim YouTuber, Smile to Jenna, is responding to it. So let's just, Anna, so let's just not say anything until the whole video is finished. And then we could see, and then I'll, I would want to see what your takes are. Okay. Hi everyone, my name is Elia. I'm combat paramedic and I'm going to protect my country. Bismillah, pray for us. Hello Elia the criminal. I'm afraid there's not a single prayer I know that allows me to pray for someone to end civilians and kids. Sorry about that. I guess indeed we are praying to different gods. Because if I made a prayer like that to my god, I would get smacked in the face. Alright, what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, a paramedic is not the one who is killing. A paramedic is the one who is treating other soldiers. So uh, the chances that she's killing anyone are pretty small. Even though she carries a weapon with her, it's probably more for self-defense uh, in case uh, she's being attacked or something like this. So she, her job is to treat those injured soldiers, right? And her job is to bring them to safety as soon as possible as well. Um, yeah, so so he, he already starts with uh, calling her a killer, which is just uh, a little bit strange, given the fact that her job is to save lives, right? Um, but also, he said, like, uh, I, I can't pray to my God for for such but actually muslims pray for things worse than that no like i've i've heard from a friend from algeria 
that sometimes in in the masjid uh the the imam says like um after the prayer uh, is over and the imam sometimes tells a few words and he says oh we get we're losing anna i know your connection is and Oh yes. Uh, Anna, don't oh. say the prayer. YouTube, the YouTube gods are going to smack <laughs> us, you know. Because so, don't so, mention I that mean, what the prayer is. It means uh, show us the right path and not not the the people who who are uh, deviant from from this path. Now the people who are deviant uh, is the Jews. Like this is what what I heard from from a lot yes, of yes. Arabs, from a lot of Muslims, and mm. like they, they are cursing the Jews in one in one of the most known surahs. Like it's already nearly cursing the Jews, nearly. Yes. Like they call yes, them yes. deviants but, from the right faith. Yes. Yeah, so yes, yeah, you're saying in one of the most famous chapters of the Quran, which Muslims pray uh, have to recite every time they pray, um, it is you know a cursing of the Jews are already in there. And by the way, secular Sakai just sent us a super chat saying, after Hamas, when will Hezbollah be dismantled? Well, unfortunately, I don't think Hezbollah is going to be dismantled um, anytime soon. Unfortunately, there are a lot more. If, if I had such information, well, I wouldn't be on this channel, probably. Um, you do. We know. I mean, I, Anna, I, I, know I hope as soon Musa. as possible, but it's it's not as simple. I hope it would be as soon as soon as possible, but it's not that simple. Like Hezbollah has probably more rockets than uh, most states in Europe. So it's it's a, yeah. a huge force to deal with. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think they're a lot more well, a lot more organized, well established. They're not that, and they're a lot more less suicidal, may I say. So mm -hmm. they're a lot more measured when it comes to the response. So that's why they're probably going to last a lot longer. By the way, Zaid is telling you hello. Zaid is from Jordan, by the way. So Zaid, oh. he's a Palestinian living in Jordan. So Zaid is telling you hello from across the river, Anna. Assalamu alaikum, ya sadiqi. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. So I also want to respond to this video. I want to respond to this video because here's my take. Let's take another look at it and then I will take tell you my take. Okay. So listen to the, what she is saying. Okay. It's very important for you to pay attention. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Elia. I'm combat paramedic. And I'm going to protect my country. Bismillah, pray for us. Hello, Ali. So again, remember, yeah, so she, she, she is has, I, I'm going to protect my country. Like right. she, she wasn't, she wasn't saying anything about uh, I'm going to uh, harm Palestinians or something. No, I'm going to protect my country, and I'm a paramedic. It means like, like she, yes. she's treating people. And she's there yes. only only to treat soldiers, to to help them stay yes. alive. I got that. Yeah. So yeah. here's what I want to say. 
So mm -hmm. let me go back again because I want to make sure we. Hi everyone, my name is Elia. I'm combat paramedic, and I'm going to protect my country. Bismillah, pray for us. Hello, Aliyah the criminal. I'm afraid there's not a single prayer I know that allows me to pray for someone to end civilians and kids. Sorry about that. I okay, so I see this as an example to show people because there's a lot of examples mm -hmm. that there is nothing that Israel can do when it comes to protecting, protecting itself that would mm -hmm. not be condemned as a crime. Yeah, and this uh, is I this totally is a, this is yeah this is basically one of those proofs that I have because a lot of people are like okay yeah every country everybody gets to defend themselves every every but but not this but not that right so I'm showing you the most mildest the most humanist form of defense of your country she's a <laughs> she is there. To protect people's lives. She's a she's a medic. And she's there. She's like, I'm going there to protect my country as a medic. And she she is being called a murderer, a criminal, a child killer. This shows you that this is not about criticizing Israel and accepting, acknowledging a right of a country to defend itself, but then having a red line. There are no red lines. Anything that any Israeli does. In defense of its country will be condemned will be seen as criminal this is proof of that how could you condemn that she's literally a medic that's how she is defending her country she's saving lives she's not taking anyone's lives she's protecting people's lives and even that is condemned as criminal activity yeah i i'm so i'm so shocked like he calls her a criminal like right. she studied in order to save lives okay a paramedic yeah. even a combat paramedic he, he has to go undergo some medical tr uh, um um training medical training okay yes so she's there to save lives and he's still calling her a criminal yes like, exactly. So, I mean, this shows you guys, this shows you guys that nothing a Jew can do to defend themselves that would not be condemned, that would not be seen as a crime. This guy, this Muslim is showing us that. And now the second part, Soha mentioned in the live chat, that's confirming what Anna said. So look at the second I part. I guess indeed we are praying to different gods. Because if I made a prayer like that to my God, I would get smacked in the face. Yeah. So remember, she is praying for her success in saving people's lives and say like, oh, if I made a prayer like that, I would be smacked in the face. But as Anna mentioned, every time a Muslim does Salat, they do the Surah Fataha, or as we say it in Iran, we call it Surah Hamd, right? The end of it, as Anna recited the, uh, the Surah, uh, says, this one, the, the Soha is mentioning in live chat, the Ma'zub is the Jews and the Zalin is the Christians. So you're basically cursing the Jews and the Christians every time, five times a day when you're praying, you're 
praying against the Jews and the Christians. So that's the type of prayer that is acceptable within Islam. It's and more this than type of prayer time. that she's doing. Like, yeah, well, yeah, actually, you pray right. five times, but but every time has several uh, raqqa, yes. I think. Yes, yeah, like, so yes, the, the, okay. fajr, the, the first one has like two, and the second has, has four, I think. And so, so it's much yeah, more you're than right. five times. <laughs> Perfect, you're right. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's basically the cursed Jews and the lost mm -hmm. Christians. For, yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And Suha is confirming it. By the way, Suha speaks um, perfect Arabic as well, so she's here to confirm every time. And and Anna is learning Arabic. Anna speaks Persian, and she's learning Arabic. So she and she knows a couple of chapters, five chapters in the Quran. So um, it's good that we the level of like, knowledge here. <laughs> well, I don't know Arabic. I know Persian, so I don't know what you're saying. Okay, so I, I just, I, the, the surahs that I memorized, I just know how to recite them. I don't know exactly. I have to look up the translation. So mm -hmm. Anna's Arabic is better than... <laughs> 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 so Kenny just gave us a super chat. Uh, five years, Kenny. Thank you so much, Kenny. I want to show you another video now from Smile to Jenna. So let's go to this mm -hmm. second video. I'm an Israeli. Let's no, not that one. Oh, this one because that's that's the full version. Okay, so he is now going to review this video. Let's see what he has to say about this. This is hilarious. My name is Yahya Mohammed. I'm 21 years old. I'm an Israeli. I'm an Arab. I'm a Muslim, and I'm a proud soldier in the Israeli Defense Forces. I would find it more believable if he said, my name is Electric Fan. I am chocolate biscuit years old, and I like falling on my face on Wednesdays. So what do you think about that? Like, first of all, it's it's a person telling about himself, right? Like, yeah. Um, who, who are you to, to judge if it's credible or not? He's just telling about himself. What What is his name? What is his belief? Uh, now, there are a lot of uh, Arabs and Muslims serving in the police, in the army, especially among the Druze community which are indeed uh, a lot of them serve really a lot of them now i don't know how um how other muslims view this community of of the Ruz. like i heard some arabs telling that they are not uh, um not real muslims or something like this but uh, anyways yes they they are arabs and they are muslims at least like it came from the ismailia um so the, he's either Druze or maybe an Israeli Arab who wanted to serve, which is also, it, it exists, although although um, I don't think that it is as uh, common, probably. I think it exists. Yeah, but I, know, I, I know about Bedouins I, are serving. Bedouins are serving. So some, some Bedouins are serving. So I think that is I, either an Israeli Arab or a Druze, mm. which is also Arab. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, examples of Arabs serving at the proudly serving at the IDFs. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know why he doesn't believe that. Like, oh, I wouldn't believe that. Well, like, well, you don't believe facts. 
There are a lot of Arabs in the Israeli military, and they they're protecting their country, and they proudly so. I, I, I mean, knew I knew a Druze, a Druze who served in the in the police. So uh, I mean, it it doesn't it isn't very different from this. Like, look, we. I don't These know are why, IDF why soldiers. He it's unbelievable. I don't understand why he thinks it's unbelievable. I really don't understand. Yeah, and we even have like a lot of not Arabs, only Arabs. Of Arabs. Okay, they want to feel uh, part of the Israeli society, so they want yes. to to go to the army. Some of them, uh, although it's more rare among several among Arabs, and a lot of them go to the university. Like they don't go to Palestinian universities somewhere in in Shechem, right? They they go to Israeli universities, a lot of them. So yeah, it's um, they they some of them really want to to be a part, just to be a part and be treated equally. Yes. So look at these pictures there's a we even have a lot of uh, uh, not just arab but like muslim arab idf soldiers yeah and they even before they go to uh, they they have their qurans ready and these are idf soldiers right and also there's mm -hmm. a famous picture of like oh this one right look there's a lot mm -hmm. of pictures of IDF soldiers, some of them praying Islamically before they go to fight, and the other Actually, one like next I to think, each other. I think that the, these soldiers are Jewish. very sought upon, are very uh, appreciated, because mm -hmm. the army really tries to find people who speak Arabic, who can help when when dealing with the Arab population. Right? It's much better if there is an Arab speaker in such areas. Yes. And yeah. So, so let me actually go like back to that video. I want to watch it one more time and then we'll watch the full version of the video. So, uh -huh. my name is Yahya Mohammed. I'm 21 years old. I'm an Israeli. I'm an Arab. I'm a Muslim, and I'm a proud soldier in the Israeli Defense Forces. I would find it more believable if he said, My name is Electric Fan. I am Chocolate Biscuit years old, and I like falling on my face on Wednesdays. Like, does he not know how many Arabs are in Israel and how many Arabs in Israel are proud of being Israeli and are happy to be Israeli and, like, would, would yeah, and defend their country? After like, the, does he not know that? After the Hamas, does, wait, after let, the me, Hamas let me just like, this, let me finish my point. Let me fin okay. okay. Yeah, let me finish uh, my point please. because he, he says that he says that there is, um, I wouldn't believe that. Like, has he been living under a rock? Like everybody knows this. This is a known fact. This is a, a part of reality. Like, why would he say? How could somebody deny this? Like, not even many Muslims understand that this is part of Israel. Like, I've been to Israel. Oh, here's the thing. I've been to Israel. I've met many Arab Israelis. I've met Arab Israelis who are happy of, of being Israelis. Like, what? What else? What else do you need? If you don't believe that, what will? What do you require for you to? Believe it, like a lot of Arabs coming and saying that they're Israeli, that they're soldiers of IDF and they're proudly defending their country. If they're coming and telling you that, if you don't believe that, then what would you require for you to believe that? Like, I don't know what else to do. But yeah, go on, Anna. I just wanted to say that after the Hamas attack, I think that a lot of the Israeli Arabs, they want now 
to even more distance themselves from Hamas. Like, for example, yes. the uh, leaders of Arabic uh, parties here in the government, uh, they condemned the Hamas actions immediately. Immediately. Like, right away. Right. I think that even some Jews did, didn't condemn it as, as fast. And immediately mm -hmm. they said, please, Israeli Arabs, don't don't hear uh don't listen to the hamas okay don't mm -hmm. try to hurt anybody uh like we are hearing this all together and really spreading peaceful messages the the, the arabs who 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 live here in israel like they were the first yeah. ones to condemn hamas yeah it's yeah and, and by the way somebody it's unbelievable yeah vitor in the live chat is saying yeah, where's anna from well your connection is bad which is weird because anna Sorry. is in israel uh, and israel is israel is supposed to be like a, a very high-tech country so i don't know why anna's internet is sometimes <laughs> i really don't understand why i really don't understand yeah. maybe maybe something in the in the weather or something like this i really don't understand yeah i don't know all right, it's okay, it's okay. Um, oh, yeah, and see the saying, an Israeli could hug a puppy on camera and this fool would still, like, genocidal apartheid colonialist maniac child killer. Exactly, see, that's pretty... Accurate, like, actually. people people online uh, several years ago, okay, even before this war, were writing to me, like, why are you killing Palestinians? And I'm like, uh, you know, I didn't kill anyone personally. So, like, why? why? <laughs> it's the first thing they, they would ask. Yeah. Several years ago. Yes. Yes, you have to be answerable. Oh, by the way, Suha in the live chat is saying, um, Musad, I speak Arabic and willing to help. If you want to hire me, just saying, yes, me too. Musad, I speak Persian. And Suha, uh, you know, I think Persian is actually more required. So Musa, don't hire Soha, hire me. I speak <laughs> Persian, and the main the main enemy of Israel is the um, you know the the Islamic regime in Tehran. So I think Persian is very much required. So Musa, again, I you know my contacts. Please reach out to me. I'm willing to help out for free. For free, I say. Okay. And also, Casey is saying, please like. Guys, we had not enough likes. I mean, people are watching, so make sure you like the stream. Your likes makes uh, more people. If you like the stream on YouTube, more uh, YouTube will show it to more people, and more people will end up seeing the videos that I'm uh, sharing. Yes, okay. So let me actually show you the full video that this guy is responding to so that we see uh, some Arab-Israeli soldiers and what they have to say, because he didn't let us see the full story. I'm 21 years old. Oh, wait, let's go from the beginning here. My name is Yahya Mohamed. I'm 21 years old. I'm an Israeli. I'm an Arab. I'm a Muslim. And I'm a proud soldier in the Israeli Defense Forces. I grew up in the Arab village of Umm al-Fahm. I grew up in a country that I was taught to hate. But eventually I fell in love with Israel. I decided I wanted to give back to my country. So even though I am not required to do military service, I chose to enlist in the IDF and join a combat unit. I was nervous about how the rest of my platoon would feel about serving with a soldier who comes from a Muslim background, but I was greeted with open arms, treated with nothing but respect and admiration. Today I officially finished advanced training in the Nahal Infantry Brigade. 
and when I stood on the ceremony alongside the brothers that I had been training with for the last eight months, I was proud to accept the responsibility of standing at the borders and protecting my country, Israel. What made me fall in love with Israel was the resilience of its people, and I'm proud to be part of that people. I'm proud to be me, an Israeli, Arab, Muslim, IDF soldier. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at another one. Oh, people are saying this is wholesome. Um, let's look at this one. So, hold on, let's go. Mona Lisa here, Laysat Lohatan Muptasima, or in Nama Moharaba Min Arab. Oh, so she's an Arab. Oh, so we're talking about an Arab Christian from Haifa and a fighter in IDF. Israel, She's an Arab citizen of Israel. So, okay, so here's the thing. People must understand. A lot of people say that Israel is apartheid because, um, you know, Jewish people in Israel have more rights than Arabs. But actually... In Israel, it, Arabs and Jewish people have almost, almost equal rights, except one thing. Anna, correct me if I'm wrong about this. When it comes to serving in the military, um, Arabs have more freedoms than Jews in Israel. Because yeah, Arabs legally, are, are not required to serve, unlike Jews. All Jews have right. to serve, unless there is like a medical reason or any other very good reason. Um, so all Jews must serve, but Arabs, they are yeah. exempt from service. And the religious or ultra-Orthodox um, oh, yeah. people uh, also. The ultra-Orthodox, uh, yeah. basically a lot of them don't serve. And I'm very sad yeah. that uh, they don't serve. Yes, that's because bad. Yeah, th that, that's definitely bad because like they, they receive money for studying the Torah. And, yes, and they don't yes, contribute yeah. anything to the country. So, um, so yeah, that's a that's a stupid law. That's a stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a stupid law that we don't. Yeah, that's a that's a law that we don't endorse. But a lot of people, like Kenny, is asking, "Wow, so Arabs are more free than Jews in Israel?" Yes, the only yeah, inequality actually, that the, let me let me finish actually, my sentence. Let me finish my sentence. Mm -hmm. Let me finish my sentence. The only inequality that exists in Israel legally between Arabs and Jews is that Jews have to serve in the military and Arabs are not required. So when you see Arabs serving in the military, it's because they decided to they decided to uh, want they wanted to serve in the military. So that's why the previous Arab man also said the same thing. He said he said even though I was not required. I served in the military, and there's another like Arab Christian woman here that is serving in the military by choice. But go on, Anna. Now, um, I don't know if you know this, but in certain more traditional communities of Bedouins here in Israel, there is still polygamy. And now polygamy is banned in Israel. So if someone from yeah. Tel Aviv tries to take two wives, is going to be arrested or something like this. But if a Bedouin does mm. this, it is probably gonna just get along. Like no, nobody is gonna uh, um, 
take him to the to the jail. So in this in this regard, maybe maybe they have more freedom because because yeah. like like the Israel trying to be considerate of of their culture, and it's just in small yes. villages, so um, it, it turns a, bl a blind eye on this. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not we're not endorsing that. We're just telling you the reality yeah. that the league, within the law, the law is actually in, um, in the in favor of Arabs in Israel. However, I'm not dismissing that outside of the law there there does exist racism against Arabs, just like we have racism yeah, in every other. But there country. is racism so, against Russians. Like I, I'm, I'm Russian from Russian descent, right? Not, not exactly yes. from Russian descent, but uh, my parents are both from the Soviet Union. Right. So, um, right. A, a lot of people like uh, say, "Oh, you're good in math because you're Russian. Oh, you're good in playing the piano because you're Russian." <laughs> like right. there is like. Yeah, but my, like the but my point around. is. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But my point is that within Israel, right? So. There are two different things that we have to evaluate when it comes to discrimination and racism, right? There is the people and then there's a legal system, right? So for people to understand, like in the United States, there is no laws against black people. So black people enjoy the same rights and freedom and as everyone else. Does that mean there is no racism against black people? Obviously, in the United States, we have racism against black people, but legally, there is no discrimination legally against black people, right? So, and in Israel, yeah. legally, let me finish my point. In Israel, legally, there is no discrimination against Arabs. In fact, Arabs have some enjoy some benefits and Jewish people don't, right? But that doesn't mean that there's no racism against Arabs. There's racism in every country. Every country has racism against their minorities, including Israel. It's not. I'm not saying that as if it's not a problem that needs to be dealt with. Obviously, it's a problem that we need to uh, fight against and racism needs to be fought against and everywhere. Um, and, and another point is that for you to say Israel is an apartheid, Apartheid means racism that exists within the legal framework. So just because there is racism in Israel, just like every other country, that is not enough for you to call it apartheid, right? If anything, it's the 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 laws are in favor of Arabs. But yeah, go ahead before I finish the rest of this video. So uh, I just wanted to say that there is even racism against several groups of Jews here. Uh, like Jews right, from yes. Ethiopia, uh, there is racism against them. Uh, Jews from yeah. Russia, like me, like a very white, and there is some uh, some ideas about about Russians as well. Right. So it exists Mizrahi, we used to have uh, racism. Like now, it's less in Israel, mm -hmm. but Ashkenazi Jews were for a long time racist against Mizrahi Jews. That has died down a little bit. But Mizrahi Jews also faced uh, racism uh, for a long time in Israel. Like when well. when right? I worked in a in a hospital, uh, yes. there was a worker. Um, like ba basically, no, it happened before I worked in a hospital. I was I was in another hospital. I'm sorry. Anyways, there was a worker uh, who just answered a, a question. Okay, and this worker was a Russian, and the the he, Hebrew. Um, the Hebrew speaker, she she thought because of her accent that the Russian is being rude, 
And I think that it, it stems oh. a little bit from the racism against Russians here. Like Russians are seem a little bit more rough, maybe. Like like she right. like the Russians just answered uh, things like, um, right. "I'm sorry, I don't know uh, where where is this, this room that you are searching." And she she said like, "Why are you behaving so rudely to me? What is this intonation?" <laughs> like this. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, let's watch the rest of this video. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody, I, I lost it in the lecture. Somebody was asking, is there any discrimination against Indian Jews? Indian I Jews? I actually only met like one Indian Jews in my entire life. So I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't think that Israelis know Indian Jews exist. <laughs> like, okay. they're very rare. All right, let's watch. Yeah, let's watch the rest of this video. Okay. Oh wait, I'm supposed to read the subtitles, sorry. So yeah, she says, even though she, as an Arab citizen of Israel, was not obligated to serve, she chose to be a fighter in the idea. So that's her. My name is Mona Lisa. I'm an Arab Christian from Haifa. By the way, Arab, there's a lot of Arab Christians in Haifa. Um, mm -hmm. When I went to when I went there, I was met by a lot of ex-Christian Arab atheists. You know, that's what I. That's so many ex-Christian Arab atheists in Haifa. Okay, but let's continue. Abdo, I joined the IDF because I am an inseparable part of Israel. Oh, okay. I came to serve my country and my home. Take care of your... Oh, okay, this is just one oh, she's, she's training them too. That's pretty cool. So my job as a commander... She's a commander. In like in Arabic, it, it was said I'm... Um, in the translation, I'm going to serve my home. But she said like Watani. Watani is like my homeland. She, she feels that homeland. serving in the IDF is serving her yes. homeland. Yeah. Homeland, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we say Vatan in Persian as well, by the way. Uh, mm. So she says, my job as a commander in the IDF is to prevent terrorist attacks. <laughs> wow, not, not only she's serving in the IDF, she's a commander. Okay. Uh, sm uh, well, smuggling operations and illegal entry into the country, so she's supposed to stop that as well. <laughs> I think if I prevent drugs from entering the country, I not only protect the Jewish people, but, but the Arabs as well. I defend every small child in the state of Israel uh, from exposure to drugs. If I could roll back the clock to three years ago, I would choose the same unit. But I'd strive to accomplish a lot more. 
All my life I learned in a Jewish school at age 17. Uh, at age 17, everybody received their draft notice and I did not. I said to my mother, Mom, I want to enlist. I had heard that a lot of uh, Bedouins joined the army and serve the country even if they don't have to. So I thought that maybe the IDF would accept me too. So I tried, I went to the draft center. And one of the, so the reason why she didn't get the letter is because she's an Arab, but other, you know, Jew, her Jewish classmates received the letter because they have to go serve in the military, but she didn't receive it. But she went there herself. Uh, and one of the com uh, commanders that was there was Druze and Arab-speaking community, okay? So, uh, he helped me a lot during the process and really motivated me. Mona Lisa's uh, mother is very proud of her daughter and sees she and sees she has chosen the right path for her. So look, even her parents, Arab parents, are not shaming her for doing this, for serving IDF. Like her parents, her family are proud of her uh, for serving the country. When, oh, that's her mother now speaking. So she's saying, when my daughter came to me and said, Mom, I want to enlist. In the army and serve our country, I was very surprised. I did not know how to express my joy because it was so mature of her. Oh. Okay. It was a big surprise and created a lot of joy for the whole family. I advise all young Arab boys and girls to enlist in our army for our land and country. This is our country and our home. Here we live and here we will die. The roots of our fathers and children are to all the young people out there, I say the army is a university. I mean, it's not just an army, but also a place to learn and be part of the new uh, part of a new family. Okay, I keep the country of Israel safe, not only for the Jews, but for the Arabs too. And I would sacrifice my life for the sake of the state of Israel and all its citizens. No, oh, that was nice. Um, Can I say something? Go ahead. I, uh, when when yes. she says when she says that by joining the army. She protects not only the uh, Jewish Israelis, but also Arabs in Israel. It's actually true because like right now, Hamas, they don't care if they 
-hmm. accidentally killed Arabs with their rockets, right? Um, like they they launched rockets on Jerusalem. Like they don't even care if it falls on Al Aqsa. <laughs> they they this this little amount of care they have for Arabs in Israel. Jerusalem is forty percent Arab. So like there is a 40% at least chance that it would it would hit Arabs and also they when they send rockets in um in the perimeter of Gaza a lot of yeah. Bedouin villages they are right there okay they are very close to Gaza strip so a lot of the rockets sometimes they are sent to Bedouin villages and yes <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. They don't oh. care. They don't care at all. It's not important for Actually, them. That's... And even like let let's let's imagine that one of the rockets to Jerusalem hits Al Aqsa. Who they are going to blame? <laughs> of mm. course, Israel. Israel. Like they they will yes. they will blame Israel for a rocket they they fire. I'm I'm one hundred percent sure of this. Like they would say that Israel yeah. deliberately didn't didn't uh, stop this rocket. They would say this. <laughs> I'm sure, one hundred percent. Right, but um, let me. I actually that's a very important point. I want to mention, add something mm -hmm. to that. Um, I just saw this was a super chat. Yusuf was uh, saying, did Indian Jews also face racism? So you said that most people don't. You met only one Indian Jew. So. I would think that yeah, I if they don't think, yeah. I, I don't think that a lot of Jews even know that there are Indian Jews. W Indian so, Jews. Um, yeah, but yeah, what would I, be I really your guess if, if they, they racism because they are so little? I, I barely ever knew yeah. an Indian Jew, right? So but I'm what would sorry. be your guess? Your guess if they did meet an Indian Jew, do you think they would be like? I think that most yeah. wouldn't even understand it's an Indian Jew. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. We, um, we have Jews so all Indian Jews, Jews need to speak out more so that to represent themselves so that they so people are aware of their existence more often. Yeah. So Dijan is saying love and support for Israel from Sweden. Thank you, Dijan. Oh, thank you for the support. Okay. Um, all right. So I wanna first of all, regarding the point that Anna just made. I want to mention again, I want to mention this every time, right? Because this is um, Aisha, this girl here, right? This one. So she was kidnapped by Hamas and recently she was freed and she's now back in Israel. She's an Arab Muslim Israeli citizen that Hamas kidnapped. And I want people to understand why would Hamas kidnap an Arab Muslim Israeli. What does that show you? It shows you, to me at least, this uh, is an indication that even Hamas understands that Israel cares for its Arab Muslim citizens. What would be the purpose of taking a Muslim Arab hostage by Hamas? Because these are supposed to be negotiating uh, tools. This is supposed to be um, leverage for Hamas. So when Hamas kidnaps Aisha, it's admitting to you. You have to understand that Hamas is admitting that Israel cares for its Arabs more than Hamas cares for Gazans. Hamas is okay 
with letting Gazans die. Hamas uses Gazans as human shield, but Hamas also understands that its enemy, Israel, would do everything in its power to come and save Aisha. Aisha is an Israeli citizen, and the IDF will do everything in its power to come save Aisha, and that's why Hamas kidnaps Aisha, because it knows that Israel cares for her. Go on, Anna. I also want to add that Aisha is not the only Muslim kidnapped. She was kidnapped alongside with her family members, and there are also other right. Muslims kidnapped. And basically, yes. only her and her little brother are now free, yet her father and her older brother, they are still in Gaza Strip. And her father, mm -hmm. he has diabetes, and there is no indication to his situation, as well as with the other hostages, right? Mm -hmm. So Hamas, although they freed these two, these two people, but this family can't even celebrate. This family is basically right now it's it's halved, it's halved with the with the father yes. and brother and older brother in the in the hands of the Hamas, and no one knows their situation and when they are going mm. to be freed, if if they are still alive even. Yes. I, okay, I get it. So let I want to show you another video. Mm -hmm. I want this is this lady. Um, she's an Arab Israeli, and she's responding to people who consider Israel to be an apartheid. So I just want us to listen to her, see what she has to say. Israel gave us everything that it could give us, even though we were Arabs. Okay, so she said that first Israel part very fast. I just want us to. I just want us to first read this part and then the rest of it i will just play out without pausing so she's israel gave us everything that it could have gave us given us uh, even though we were arabs so let, listen to the rest of it israel gave us everything that it could give us even though we were arabs and they're calling israel an apartheid they're calling israel making uh, uh, ethnic genocide and this point is actually like puzzling for me because 25 percent of the israeli population is actually arabs most of them are Muslims. More than 20% are Muslims. I'm, I'm one of them, right? And, and, and the Arabs in Israel are getting like equal rights, right? Like they're citizens for everything, getting welfare, education, healthcare, anything that a Jewish citizen would get. So how can we call this an apartheid or committing ethnical genocide? I was born to um, a Bedouin family. Bedouins are nomadic Arabs. My mother was, is penniless and illiterate. She doesn't know reading and writing because her parents didn't believe that women have the right to go to school. They should be on the fields and herd the sheep. Israel, after it was founded, it forced all children to go to school. It's like mandatory. And it couldn't stand that there are girls who are not getting educated. If not Israel, I probably would be illiterate, penniless, herding sheep somewhere in Galilee, right? But I have electrical engineering degree. I have master's from Stanford University. And I have, and I have my rights to live my life the way that I wanted to live them. Israel gave us everything that it could give us, even though we were Arabs. And people are talking about apartheid and ethnical genocide. It just does, doesn't match the truth. It doesn't match the reality. They need to go and read the facts. And it's funny that sometimes it comes from intelligent students at elite universities saying this kind of nonsense. Thank you. Yeah, so that was that. Yeah. Yeah, so this is all I had to show for you guys today. I just wanted to just do quick live streams that we just smack of uh, these nonsense that a lot of these um, Dawah channels, a lot of these Islamic channels are spreading around against Israel. 
And I think that Israel is an important country. I think the two most important countries that require defense right now, you know, you with all of you guys on social media is Ukraine and Israel. And also, wait, actually, um, and Iran, the Mahsa revolution. Okay, so yeah. Mahsa revolution in Iran, Ukraine, um, and Israel, these are the countries that are their their people the people of these countries are pushing for liberal values and they need to win the soft battle for uh against the illiberal forces so you guys everybody yeah go on i have a question for you would you agree that among these three countries israel is the most hated one oh yeah for sure for sure for sure oh of course like yeah, this is like what I has, feel, but I'm yeah. inside Israel, so I thought maybe someone from the outside sees things differently. Oh, no. <laughs> no. oh no, it's the most no, like anti-Jewish hatred is the most deep-rooted, ancient, um, you know, global form of hatred and discrimination that exists. It's such a powerful force. It's so it's everywhere, it's everywhere. Um, you know what so of course, noticed? of course. Like maybe we should maybe we should do a stream about this. But Islam, yeah. it has four madhab, right? In Sunni Islam, like and they and they fight over the smallest details, like how do you uh, yes. wash your hands before uh, before salah, before praying, like this very very small details. And there are also yeah. Shia Islam. There are the Ithna Sharia. There are uh, Zaydis, I think, in in Yemen. I'm don't. I, I'm not so sure. So yeah. all these these uh, groups of Muslims, they can fight over the smallest detail regarding something totally technical, but they agree on one thing, hating Jews and Israel. Like every I made... single group, every single group. I sometimes, I sometimes hear both Shias and Sunnis use the same argue, arguments exactly the same even not not filtering anything against against jews i mean in this in this regard they are totally in sync totally this is what i just tweeted just a few days ago okay i said nothing unites muslims like hating jews that's exactly the point i was making um do you want to see the video i made about this hold on yeah, I would love to. I I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. So let's. It's just two minutes only. So let's watch it. Haven't you noticed that the Muslims are more united now than ever before? That's something I think is one of the greatest things that have come from the situation. That the Muslims have become more united now than ever before. One thing it seems like unites a lot of you the most. You fight over details within your religion. But there seems to be a unifying factor that brings a lot of you together. And no, it's not tohi because you don't seem to agree what that actually means. It's not your prayer. It's not the zakat. It's not fasting. It's not salat. It's none of that. It's not the articles of faith. It's not the five pillars. Because over all of those things, you fight with each other constantly. You kill each other constantly over the details of your religion. But there seems to be one thing that brings Islamists 
together and unites them and makes them forget about all these disagreements that they have. Let's stop killing each other for a second. What is it that brings them together? It's the Yahud, it's the Jews, hating Jews. Islamic sects that are the farthest they could be. The Vilayat al-Faqih, Khomeini version of Tawr Shia in Iran, and Hamas ideology, which is a branch of Muslim Brotherhood version of Islam. These are, could not be farther apart. Even within Sunni sects, we have infighting and killing between sects that are very, very close with each other. But now we're talking about sects that are so far away from each other and they support each other. They fund each other. So the Vilayat Faqih in Tehran supports the Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Gaza, even though if there were no Jews, they would be killing each other. The Hamas Muslims don't even consider the Shias in Tehran to be Muslim and vice versa. But they're allies because they united in anti-Jewish hatred. That will make them put all their differences aside. He's right, Muhammad the Jews is right. When it's about the Jews, they're united. Yeah, so that's basically the point that you were making. Yeah, you said you said this, you said nearly the same as I said, like great minds think yeah. alike, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay oh and we wow. got another super chat from benny thank you so much benny thank you so much thank for that. you benny thank you. yeah all right so we should head out i think this is a good quick live stream that we'd like boom 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 just like smacking a whole bunch of bs out there and the you know islamic uh, youtube scene and now me and anna going to go get ready for our next show which is our persian show on jamhuriya bichodayan so yeah, we're doing two streams almost every day, one on the English channel and then another one on the Persian channel, which is mostly watched by people in Iran. By the way, Anna speaks Persian. That's why she could come to that show as well and be my co-host there as well. By the way, she's frozen. Yeah, so great. Um, I'm going to end the stream now, guys. Make sure you like the stream. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you hit the bell notification. If you're watching this on Twitter, on Facebook, on Twitch, Head over to our YouTube channel, the Atheist Republic YouTube channel, and subscribe to that channel and like the stream and hit the bell notification so that when we go live, your app will tell you that we're going live. All right. And also go around and recommend this channel to a lot of people. Okay. We are fighting against a lot of nonsense out there and we need this channel to grow. So please help us out there. And yeah, people are saying bye. Great show. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you. See you. Okay.